Hello everybody, welcome back to Laps and Taps. Today we're going to be talking about the rest of Saturday at E3, at Empire Lap, and rolling on to Sunday maybe. So... I believe we got up to the archery range where you impaled my dear, dear self and uh, a lot of my innocent little jackdaws. They were just little little dancing guys and you shot at us. Well, to be fair, he only impaled you. In fact, we mostly just shot at you. I actually tried carefully not to hurt any of the jackdaws. It was, it was just you I was gunning for. I'm very sad I missed the public impaling. Heartbroken. One of those uh, cheeky little guys, not Twig, the... Oh, what this, what's their name, Morgan? Um... Which one? Akia? Akia. Feathers. Akia. Ancestors Fury. I don't know the rest of your names. Akia healed me at the archery range as well, so they have a sample of my blood. Akia's healing is horrible. Akia healed me on the Sunday, and I think they gave me sepsis. It was horrendous. How did they heal you, Tom? Uh, They were just like, took examples of my uh, blood, cut my finger a bit, uh, made me drink my own blood. This is from being impaled on my pinky but because of empire rules that means my entire arm is gone <laughs> like literally the arrow hit the end it of means my you, pinky. it means you can't hold your weapon anymore because your hands fucked i guess yeah but it's like oh no my arm it's I, gone i quite enjoy adam who's been on the podcast before so he's basically covered in chain but he's got like his crotch region and he often shouts like hey if you get an impale off on my dick i'll go down <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that a torso? There is no dick rules at Empire. There is no... Other there, than no... Other than three to a tent. Also, three to a tent and don't get your dick out. There, there are uh, nipple rules, though, aren't there? No nipples Not anymore, in... apparently. Has that been outlawed? Apparently it's free the nipple. Free the nip. Nipple for everyone. Nice. Hashtag free the nip. Don't... I mean, don't go topless just in case I'm wrong, but someone told me it's free nipples. <laughs> no, I saw, like, at least dudes walking around topless when it was... Yeah, but they could just be way. breaking the rules. It's still one yeah, of my favourite I mean. pictures of LARP is a, me and a load of Jotun doing a charge and there's just one guy in an orc mask completely shirtless, so pink body, but green yeah. I was going to say, is he painted? <laughs> God, what, if, it, if they had painted, I would have been so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> like a full-on green... I know they've done, like, encounters with... Um, topless orcs before, but they've just worn like a green morph suit kind of thing. Yeah, stupid sexy orcs. Stupid sexy orcs. But yeah, so you've been to the archery range, had your hand wrecked and healed by a kia. Hashtag get wrecked. But in between our time at the archery range, I got invited to an auction. Were they? Sorry, I was going to. What auction? It was the auction of the league street signs. Oh fuck yeah, I remember this. And this is some of the most fun, like, casual, light-hearted roleplay I ever have done. It's also some of the most expensive role. No, in fact, is the most expensive roleplay we've ever done. Uh, were any of you lot at the auction as well, or was it just me? No. I wasn't. It sounds like one of those things that sounds boring, but obviously it's going to be incredibly interesting. Like, if it was real life, that would be shit. But because it's LARP, you want to go to a street sign auction. Yeah, no, it was it was absolutely fantastic because they were myself at the Jackdaws. There was a representative for the Seawolves, uh, a representative of the tra- uh, Traveling Electricary. The Crimson Reapers were there. And I've completely blanked on the name of the main guilds who were making the sign. Uh, the Bella Del Trossa or something like that. I've probably just butchered the name now. But... It was a lot of fun. My accountant, uh, my master of coin, Narciso, sat down and had the paddle. I was like, right, let's get bidding. So the first bid on the auction is that that nice big bit of road. You know, the one that between uh, Varushka and the League that has the Vasa on it? It kind of goes from the bottom of the Marchers camp all up the way to kind of start oh, okay. the bar, the archery range. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And it was a healthy bid. I think that started off at four thrones. We started a little bit of bidding. So do you then own it if you buy it? If you buy it, you don't own the property. You name but you, the you street. Name the street ah. And the street's name will appear on the league's map. Oh, nice. Until the game ends, I believe. Okay. So he, uh, Narciso's like, we can't do this, Nietzsche. Stop bidding, stop bidding. So, of course, he has the sign. To which the other guilds are like, go on, give Nietzsche a little, uh, little stick. Let him bid, let him bid. So I got to do a little, uh, little bit of a uh, bidding myself. Just like, come on, we'll outbid. Up, up the bidding. Make the Reapers and Seawolves go higher. At the start, though, everyone was looking at the maps because there was a map of what lots you could get. And I lock eyes with uh, Callum's character. Uh, John Luca. No, 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 not John Luca. He plays Benno in the Crimson Reapers, I believe. He may, he plays Mr. Taffy I feel in like Flying Lead Nightmare. Oh. I feel like half the people who go to LARP are either called Callum or James. <laughs> I know yeah, about, I know about five about? James. Yeah, you're right. What's that about? <laughs> and it was basically looked at me as like, Nietzsche. I want your plot, plot number nine. That's mine. He was, he was like, I'm going to call it Benno's Back Alley. It's like, no, because that's right oh, no. where the Jackdaw camp is. <laughs> we can't have that. We may not have much, but we've got some semblance of pride. Benno's Back Alley. So when it got to that plot, bear in mind the League High Street went for, I reckon, nine thrones. That is probably the big main street in the center of the League went for nine thrones. Really good spot. The Egregore sometimes have to say the name of the street. You can get some good name out of that, right? I believe the it was either the Crimson Reapers or the Seawolves who obviously got it. But the bidding war starts. Do you want to know how much the reserve fee, the coming in fee for the Jackdaws plot was? Go on. Bear in mind, this is three foot of land. One ring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you know what the opening bid on this was? Go on. Four thrones from Benno. For <laughs> fuck's sake. Oh, fucking hell. And we're like, we can't This is have the this. kind of political antagonism that we want. <laughs> yeah. We can't have this. We've got a bid for our land. So we start bidding. The sea will start bidding. Narcissus so sweating. He's like, Nietzsche, we cannot afford this. It's like, no, we need this. There are names on the land. Oh, we get up higher, higher, higher. And then they eventually gets to a point where the person doing the auction, uh, What's, he, what's the name of the called? The auctioneer is like, come on, we're going to have to rush you. We're all like gathered around. Can we afford this? Can we afford this? And then someone from the travel and a collect carries like, here's a few crowns. We up the bid. Benno ups the bid. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> and then the prince of the sea walls like, here's a throne. Fair enough. We'll up the bid. We'll up the bid. Benno ups it one more time. Oh my God. Bear in mind, it's on like nine thrones two. We win it out at Nine Thrones 4. Hey. Fucking hell, dude. That, we're a poor guild. That pretty much destroyed our coffers. But the fact is, I love this comical I can't battle. Believe you, I can't believe you dropped Nine Thrones on the street. Though. Nine Thrones, cr Four Crowns. Oh my goodness. But nine and a half thrones. It's use in our camp. Would you say it's about four foot by four foot of free space? Probably, yeah. That is the most expensive real estate in the league. Oh, I love it. Are you going to make a sign? Oh, you, we get the signs made oh, shit. in so the bidding. Oh, There's actually awesome. a fizz rep made. I'll Amazing. show you after oh, the that's cool. chat. Actually, I might post them in the group uh, on the Facebook page. Yeah, they do look really 
like cool. Really? Uh, so yeah, nine four, uh, nine thrones, four crowns. It was a metaphorical alliance of the guilds standing up to the Crimson Reapers and their tyranny, the or damn, at least Benno. The damn creepers. It was a lot of fun. However, at this point we realized, shit, we're bankrupt. So we got the street name, but Not for the, the Jackdaw Pie, we decided to auction off the tagline underneath so we can make some of the money back. And we'll get to that later. But I also did buy my own personal little street. You Hang on. So you bought two streets? I bought one with the Jackdaw's coffers, which was the Jackdaw's spot, which is called Jackdaw's Rest, which I think is a nice little name. Uh, and I also have the most unused street in the league as well. What, the second smallest street called Nietzsche's Nook. <laughs> I believe it goes past the Haldagans camp and kind of towards the Pathfinders camp. So it's never really used that much. So you've you've so what you're saying <laughs> is that the Jackdaws now owns land in Anvil. We don't own the land, but we own the street, but I like to think we well, own the you land. You own the so name. Funny. You own the rights to naming that. That's so good. Does that now make him Lord Nietzsche? No, he doesn't own the land. No. I'm thinking of maybe making a street owner's club though, perhaps like it's nothing personal. You must go away. Nietzsche wanted to be. The, I love being becoming a part of the elite, forming your own little secret group. Just to mask, mask my financially bad decisions. Incredible. Uh, but OC, it has fulfilled one of my personal goals. Even if Nietzsche goes now, he has a permanent mark on the league. Yeah. He has his street sign. And he's also got the Jackdaws permanently on the league as well. So we're solid in the law. Even if I die and the Jackdaw dissolves, we are part of league history now. Fuck yeah. Which I think I am super happy with. Now Nietzsche, Thrones, can, Nietzsche can now die. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's hope, let's hope not for a long time. <laughs> but Thrones and Rings and Crowns, you can get any time and start to build up. There's only like one opportunity to get those streets. Yeah. So I think it's an investment well made. Yeah, awesome. What about you guys? What are you up to? So, um, I it was again another one of the, like event where I had less skirmishes than usual, but there was one that I was getting called to go on because they were worried they wouldn't have numbers. Basically, they walked uh, two of my so the most the most handsome man in the empire, Jean uh, Jean, came along with two other of my friends, and they they were like, "Do you want to come on a death trap skirmish?" And I was like, "Sounds good." Uh, so uh, very quickly got my all my armor on, and I was informed that there were some heralds of an eternal known as the Cold Sun. So we've, I think a lot of this is still a bit find out in play-ish, um, but the Cold Sun is basically a new day eternal. Um, I think I did refer to it at one point as the racist day orb. It's now been called the Cold Sun. And it has been sending its heralds across the empire, and it has put some of it had sent some of them into Astalat, which is one of Dawn's territories, specifically to go attack one of our great works called the Harps of Astalat, which create mana. And they were going to destroy this site, so we were the we were being sent to protect these, and we had to kill the heralds. Um, so I got all clanked up, went to go speak to the individual who was in charge of it. And uh, we all basically made our way up to the gate. So this is was like a, this is like a big national move, right? We're like we need to protect our territory. But I think you guys specifically, Dreadshields, had been asked to help. I think. Yeah, I'm not 
fully sure on the details. Surprise, surprise. But you were doing I, so well for the battle. I know. Well, the, this was the skirmish. This is different. I, I attended one meeting and knew some things, but this. Uh, I mean, I spent the afternoon drinking, so I, Don't worry, I was half Chloe, cut at this I'll point. I'll turn you into a meeting convert. Absolutely not. Brilliant. No, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I knew that someone was worried that they wouldn't have numbers, so we had been asked to support. We'd been asked to just kind of make numbers up, so we got ready and went to the gate. Like we're not sure mm. who or why or what. We just knew that we were asked to turn up and go hit things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was going to be basically. I've been told it was going to be a rough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all kind of got to the gate and started to get ready to go through. Um, you guys got bounced, right? Yeah, we got bounced like three, four lines after you. Yeah, yeah. It was um, not a huge skirmish. No. Um, I think it was. I think it was basically the the person who was leading. It was like, hey, I want to be over prepared for this because you don't want to be a situation where you've not got enough people. Um, but it sounds like we had like very, there was a lot of people that were yet to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were all of us. Mm, yeah. How many of you were there, Dread Shields? Uh, I'd probably say about eight of us yeah, okay. had kind of gone. Plus, there was a few people from Dawn in front of us that got yeah. bounced too. Yeah. I think there were a lot of them were your healers as well. Yeah. It was a funny one, actually. It wasn't, it was interesting because it was, um, because we spoke about this, because the way the skirmish went, the healers wouldn't have made a difference, which was interesting. So I'll, I'll explain how it went down, basically. So I'm going through, I'm with um, three... Or, oh, yeah, sorry, Jean told me about it, but Jean didn't come on the skirmish. They were going up to deal with something else later. But I went on the skirmish with three of Tristan's like closest friends, known them since he first got to Anvil. And we start marching our way through, and we see them slowly kind of marching towards us. And they've got kind of blue-white faces. Um, they're all heavily armored. They've all got big pole arms, which is not what you want to see. Terrifying. <laughs> um, and then there's one with this full head, like full blue scaled head. Uh, there's some amazing pictures from this skirmish, but like full blue scaled head. Um, almost like not marrow, but almost like somewhat kind of fish adjacent, if you like, which is day realm kind of shit. We... The minute we hit them, it, it they hit really fucking hard. So they are calling in pails. They're calling, like, it felt like nonstop. Like, there was so much power behind them. They were shattering weapons, just one after the other, really quick. And um, I'm full of icy opinion from this particular fight. A um, little bit of icy opinion, but it's not, it's, it's, there was a lot of people panicking and running away in situations where we could have held, right? Which meant like, so it's all well and good when you're kind of trying to hold a line and then there's no one either side of you and then you're like, well, we're fucked now. There was a lot of people just breaking, cutting and running like as quick as they could. I feel like people need to remember rather than flee, step back, step, step back. Step and hold, but they just, people were sprinting. Um, uh, some very active game happened, which I think contributed, but I won't talk too much about that. But the big thing that happened to me was my good friend, Hector, was bleeding out behind the lines. Hector. Um, again, first my first event friend I made there uh, had fallen behind the lines um, and was bleeding out. And we've all, it's everyone's kind of scattered. We've all kind of run around. The person like leading, I think, had gone down at this point. 
other stuff's going on. There's like four of us on one side wanting to charge, a good chunk from another house wanting to charge, but like most of the people not fucking getting it together, basically, like being scattered and we're seeing people go down. And I watch as this blue-headed figure stands above... Um, oh, shit, do you know what? I'm even forgetting even more people. People from my house had gone on this skirmish as well. So it was not only it was like three of Tristan's best, uh, Tristan's best friends, also Viridian was there, also a yo folk from the house was there. It was, oh my God, horrendous. Because also, yo folk from the house had gone down behind the lines, but I hadn't even seen her. It wasn't until we got back that I found out that A, she'd got on the skirmish, and B, that she died. <laughs> But she'd gone down behind the lines and we see um, this blue-headed figure over his over my friend's body, like chanting something. And then Hector's just on the floor screaming and writhing. And I'm like, no, fuck, no. But there's a line of heavily armed, pole-armed heralds in front. Eventually, due, thanks to the, some actions of a particular house and me and my friends, we end up corralling everyone and forcing forward push the line as far forward as we can. We get them past, and we eventually kill every single herald. But we get to every person that had gone down behind the lines, and they had been burned from the inside out. Shit. They had been purified by the cold sun. Does that include Hector? Hector. Oh. Um, I... So this was the beginning of a lot of emotional RP for me this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I remember after the door just been dealt with, just kind of like screaming and then spending a good amount of time head on my dead friend's chest. And someone else is fucking, it was the most like, because the thing was we'd done it. The heralds were gone. We still had time. There's a ritual that had to be done. And we were just there with our dead friend. And it was fucked. Mm. <laughs> um, we, the ritual happens. We take people off the field. I'm carrying Hector back. Um, and we start to walk back. Um, screaming at people to get out of the way, make way for the glorious dead. And then the guy that plays him, obviously, is on my shoulder. And he goes, oh, my God, look over there. And we look, and I look up, and it's his icy girlfriend. And I'm like, is that is that her? And he was like, yeah. I was like, screamed her name, like, across the field. And she kind of turns around. She was, like, quite happily walking along. She was, like, 10 paces ahead, turns around, and then you just see her face drop. Oh, my sprints God. Sprints over, like, Hector, Hector. And I'm like, he's dead. He's dead, dead. Um, oh, and again, the, the idea was like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if he described this, but because he'd been burned from the inside out, I was picturing like his eyes have obviously burned out. Mm. Like you can see like burn oh, marks, wow. like absolutely fucked. And she's just there. We carry him back to Dawn. Um, now the other person that died on this was, uh, the person who'd been leading the skirmish. And there was a few other people as well, but they'd been taken to the glorious ground. There was like a lot of people gathered around them. But we took Hector to their camp, so it was a much smaller kind of affair, and we were there. And Viridian knows this ritual where you can bring someone back temporarily, like you breathe a little bit of life into them, and they can kind of have their last words, as it were. <laughs> Cast this ritual, and then the guy who's doing it, absolutely phenomenal, great job of making me cry. Thank you very much if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> but just kind of wakes up and starts screaming, because obviously he was he died in fucking agony. Mm. Then we have some like really beautiful last words. Um, we said we were going to dance this evening. So I was like, you know, you never gave him that dance, you silly prick. And we were, it was like a really nice time. The Earl of his house was there. Anyway, we have this beautiful kind of funeral for it. Someone gives him a testimony, uh, which, you know, your soul tattoo. And then we kind of at this thing. And then eventually he's like released. He dies. 
and his mm-hmm. Earl, and she'd been like really gentle. She's like, don't worry, it's okay, we'll be all right. Then when he dies, she let out the most like blood curdling scream, like head on his chest. And I was like, I can't take this. This is too fucking much. It was, it was some of the most amazing emotional RP I've done. Um, had some other stuff with like, one of my friends was blaming another one of my friends for the fact he died. So I then grabbed the guy who was blaming the other person and just screamed in his face for like a solid minute. Um, because just, it was like, just, well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you're disrespecting his memory. Yeah. How dare you? Do you think he'd want that? What the fuck is wrong with you? She's, it was like, again, really intense. Checked him with them. You're like, hey, you good? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> like always, Grow, always go check go in with the it. people you're being very antagonistic. But it was yeah. like a real kind of fever pitch of like, yeah. again, I, I've described this with Tristan before is that, um, if I'm if I, I'm behind the controls and like the dialogue box comes up and if it's like anything that's not happy, it's angry. So the minute sadness creeps in, it just, just switches to fucking fury. Um, oh, oh, it was just it was excellent. It was awful. It was so sad, but it was excellent. We had a jackdaw leading the first skirmish as well. Their only order was, "You take them out. We want you to come back alive. Fuck the other twenty-four if it comes to it." They got the order. The fucking league. <laughs> they got the order back to front, dear Clem. They got all of the other twenty-four out, but they got drunk alive. Oh, that was the um. That's very active game, by the way. What ha- I don't know if you know what happened to them. I don't. Uh, well, I know. I heard drunk. And yeah, that's about it. So there's. I'll tell you. I might tell you about this later. But there's some spicy stuff that came Ooh. from those skirmishes. But yeah, no. I hear it was fucked. Basically, I was talking to someone later in the evening. PD did an excellent job with the evening skirmishes because everything had been going all right for most of it. The battle had gone pretty well. Some of the skirmishes had gone well. And then it was like every hour, they were just turning up the fucking dial and just skirmish after skirmish. There was death after death after death. I'm like mourning my good friend that's died. I had some beautiful RP with Lucy, my troubadour, who was kind of, he was kind of sat on my tent whilst I was like having a little fucking sulk in my tent. Had some nice RP there. Came out, tears in my eyes. Friend of mine comes up, puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, I'm assuming you've heard about Rivardi then. Oh, no. And I just look up at him and we go, what? And he goes, oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> there is one cloud, uh, silver lining to that cloud. I got paid my crown. <laughs> Before they died. But it was just another fucking like, it was just everyone I kept speaking to, like, death, 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 death. And then, like, um, yeah, it was fucked. But it was some of the best RP I've had in ages. We then met up, me and uh, Neve. Uh, yeah. Had a little meet up later because you came to Dawn, didn't you? Yeah. I had heard, so, little backtrack. So, obviously, we'd been bounced from the skirmish. So, we were kind of just sit there like, oh, what do we do? We, well, I say we. I didn't because I don't possess the ability to, but five of the Dread Shields decided to all repel Murdoch at the same time from different directions. <laughs> so, like Murdoch's just your punching bag. Uh, Has Murdoch been wearing the head of a herald? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking awesome. Some of the yeah. photos have been phenomenal. <laughs> he looks yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah there's some great. from um, the battle where he's where Murdoch's pushing Neve through the gate because obviously she's all hyped up and bite and wants to go and kill everything because she's angry and like he's he's physically dragging her out and they look insane but uh well, where yeah. does Neve begin and Chloe end that is the question 
oh, I don't even know anymore. Chloe's going to start fizz wrapping bite with just actual cocaine when she goes <laughs> to the event. <laughs> well, funny you should Rip say that. Rip the snort a line, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But instead of ripping the card, you ripped the baggie. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, we do not endorse yeah, drug use. Does not, does not uh, endorse cocaine use. Don't do drugs, point. kids. Yeah, so that was that was a weird sort of time. And uh, although Paul Murdoch did forget that they were wearing a kilt. So as they were rolling around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. You all got an eyeful. Yeah, that was the highlight of my evening. Laps and tops does in, uh, encourage underwear, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they were wearing underwear, don't worry. Oh, just, oh uh, I actually they were. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were going for the breeze in between the knees. <laughs> but things were sore. Oh, no. Seen. Things were seen. <laughs> things were seen. <laughs> Is this the labyrinth? Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then kind of headed back to camp. Had dinner, carried on drinking because I'd sobered up at that point because forced myself to sober up force at skirmish didn't need to so caught up i still think uh, it's one of the most aggravating things at empire and it can't be helped but just spending all that time getting into your armor marching yeah. up to the gate getting bounced then having to march back and get out of your armor and back into your normal kit you, you feel like so embarrassed like oh, i didn't get a skirmish i wasn't quick enough didn't want me but um always get picked last for teams <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we ate had another smut reading we had part two of the smut poems that were left anonymously heard that a lot of dornish folk had died on this skirmish and obviously i mean neve's a cold-hearted bitch to be honest but you know she does somewhat care about some people so as soon as she hears that dornish folk died you know she thinks oh shit i know someone in she knows someone in Dawn. And so she kind of ran to Dawn thinking, oh my God, it better not be Tristan. Bumped into Tristan in one of the main roads in Dawn. I went, oh, thank God you're not dead. And uh, yeah, they had a pretty, it wasn't an intense, pretty intense conversation. It was, but... it was, it was very much uh, a very angry change than being angry. And Neve being like, why? Like it was very, almost felt like I kept having to say, I'm not angry with you or the dread shields, but it was just, it was just like a very yeah. heated back and forth of me, of Tristan being like, I don't, sh it's not what I'm fucking saying. Listen to what I'm <laughs> fucking saying. Yeah. And what he's saying is full of anger. It's because <laughs> we, yeah. So we were talking about, we were talking about the skirmish and uh, like Neve was saying, uh, so how'd it go? Like I heard this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I remember Tristan was saying, oh, it's because no one knows how to hold a line. No one knows how to fight. There just weren't enough people that I was, yeah, could talk, fight. I was talking about like, it was like there should have been more Dornish, like holding and fighting and charging. But it was a lot of fighting. Oh, but, you, but Tristan didn't say Dornish. He said there should have been more people that yeah, knew yeah, how yeah. to fight and hold a line and that could actually fight. And, and then that's when Neve was saying, oh, well, that's why the Dreadshields were invited to go because we were going to go to help fight and support. And then Tristan obviously got very emotional and angry and was saying, but no, that's not why you were there. You weren't needed. It's not you guys. Yeah. It's just people in Dawn need to know how to fight. Like It was very much a case scared. of like, I'm not saying that you couldn't do it. I'm saying we shouldn't have needed you to do it. Yeah. If anything, what he should have said is, yes, it would have been excellent if you were, but you were not, which is such a shame. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, that's not what I'm fucking saying, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, I remember like, yeah, I remember saying to you, because for a second I thought, oh, I know this isn't OC, but oh, oh, he's, he's very upset. So I was like, okay, 
I was like, right, let's let's bring Neve back a bit. Let's bring Chloe forward a bit. So I, I remember I said to you, I was like, I was like, look, Tristan, I know that you're hurting, and I know it's very difficult. Like, but you know, what, is there anything I can do? Is there anything? Is there any way we can help? And yeah, I was just like, this is. I think that's like the first proper like RP sort of moments Neve and Tristan have had. Hundred mm, percent. And it was it was quite it was cool. Yeah, it was good. It was good to do. It was also funny because we were, we were doing. Um, I was assigning people lineages the other day that are lineagely challenged, as I've been referring to you all. And um, <laughs> you would be a changeling, like you are, oh. like very changeling. I, thing is, as I would be, like yeah. the way that, yeah, the, it's it's a shame Neve's not. But I'm worried that if she's like this, not. What would she be if she was? <laughs> if she got the lineage, you just, just spontaneously combust. Could you imagine if it mellowed her out? I it wouldn't. No. <laughs> don't, I, don't do summer kids. So I think after around the time you guys finished your skirmish, I quickly had to go and see one of my jackdaws in the orc fighting pits, Lucio, which was a hell of a sight. Uh, for those who don't know, you can get a fight in an orc pit and it's pre-choreographed. It, so you kind of work out who wins, who loses. It is one of the things I've wanted That's to cool. try. Is that I want to see Neve in the fight. I didn't know it was pits. pre-choreographed. Yeah, well, it kind of has to be for safety. Uh, but just seeing him, I missed quite a bit of it because I unfortunately went off to get lunch and they're like, oh shit, I need to be somewhere. I ran <laughs> to the orcs camp, seeing all these orcs gathered around chanting at their prize theater. The lifting him up, kind of doing wrestling moves, dumping him down, seeing him take a blow. It was such a good sight. That's amazing. I've seen the fight. I saw the fighting pit for the first time at when we were walking on the Sunday, yeah. walking through, because I've always wondered where it is, and it's fucking awesome. He's become yeah. a friend of the orcs now, our Lucio, so that's a big... Friend of the orcs? Yeah. <laughs> big claim. When I saw it, like if someone said to you, imagine an orc fighting pit, and then I saw it, and I was like, that's pretty much exactly what I would imagine for an orc fighting pit. It's awesome. Can you imagine Neven fighting pit? You should you should go I for it. I might. I actually might. You'd go against all the choreography, and you'd just go for the jugular. I, I would, like, <laughs> sideswipe the legs from under the feet. Yeah. I've said this before, that um, there's an amazing picture of uh, General Orem, actually, mm. on the wiki in the fighting pit. It's on the uh, the safety brief page on the wiki <laughs> of Orem with their knee in some poor orc's balls. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the most incredible picture. It is For so safety good. as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like safety breathing with Orem with their knees deep in the balls. <laughs> so, oh, Can you so pull, it, pull it up? I want to see it. And so I'll show you after we've recorded. Yeah. But yeah, Have it's so good. you guys got anything else before my big ego stroking event? There was a wonderful uh, glory gala in the glory square. We all had like some music being played and performances and singing. Tristan really needed a rest. Uh, so it was like, nice to relax. I did some wonderful dancing with my troubadour. Did you pull? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, we did some wonderful dancing. It would t- started at ballroom dancing and ended up with just doing like ring of roses, like running around the glory square very quickly and chaotically with the bardsters playing music in the background. Excellent vibes. Then we stopped and had a little chat, drank loads of mead, had a great old time because this was a prelude to a massive thing that happened later. So I was very quickly through the ball. Absolutely amazing. And I loved it, but yeah, go on straight your own fucking ego in the corner. Ah. Uh. The biggest ego stroke of the year for me was the Jackdaw's birthday party. Our Carter is a year old. Your own party, which you were late to. My own party, which I was fashionably late to. I couldn't be the first one there. That'd be embarrassing, right? It, no, it would be. I hope they had, like, trumpets when you arrived. Uh, no, but it's like, the guest of honour is here. Here is Uncle Nietzsche. All this was... Uh, Carrying all- a portrait of himself. 
carrying a portrait of my well salt was carrying the portrait of myself which was great too good to even carry your own portrait oh yeah it was a complete ego trip uh grace uh, my friend lana who's in the jackdaws did all the organizing and i think it's safe to say everyone she did a phenomenal job she yeah did. it was a fantastic party like going into the party i thought they'd be maybe 30 people 40 because like you invite people and people at empire are too busy to go how many people would you say there was at the height of the party? 100, 120? It was packed. Yeah, which yeah. was great because like, I um, agreed to um, play a song that I'd written on guitar and then I saw a of people there and I was like, fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous to play in front of 30 people. What is this? Um, but yeah, that was fine. Yeah, <laughs> the Crimson Reapers had been so nice and let us use their camp. So mm. thank God with those numbers, it was so big. But yeah, it was amazing. Uh I got to do what I, I think the biggest thing I've ever done at Empire was the uh, thank you speech in front of the 150 people, just stroking my own ego of how I come from a small cobbling merchant prince, uh, small cobbler, into, into becoming one of the biggest merchant princes of the league. Not the richest, but possibly the second biggest merc company there is. Uh, all this being shouted out with Salt standing next to me holding my portrait in the air and I'm standing on a tiny little stool just to give me that tiny bit more height. It was awesome. Some, I think some Dornish or Highgarders was heckling me as well just to add to it. It was insane. Yeah. And the fact I, I was very impressed I managed to do that whole speech completely off the hook. Uh, off the hook? Off the cuff. Off the cuff and winged it. And then at the end it's like, and it's also the wheelbarrow's birthday. Do you want to say some words, Murdoch? It's like, thank you for coming. I think it was a bit <laughs> like a head, uh, hair in a headlight. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But no, I had a fucking fantastic time. We had a gambling table. Grace had an organized singing, a smuppet show, a play about Nietzsche founding the Jackdaws called... And I think I've now got the epithet of Uncle Fucking Nietzsche, apparently. Um, I've always called you Uncle Fucking Nietzsche. Yeah, but apparently... I was just slaying everything. I haven't seen this play yet, but I've heard it's a hit. It was brilliant. <laughs> Talis Ashbourne's commissioned my playwrights because of it for uh, next year, so that's yeah, going to be interesting. He's commissioned to play your playwright, but that's not who wrote that play. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Well. well, I got to do some hobnobbing, feeling rather important. Uh, I literally, I was like, I came along. It was after the Glory Girl. I was like, right, I'll go see Nietzsche. Um, before this, I'd like I'd been having some some wonderful interpersonal RP. It was a good time. I was like, right, I'll go see Nietzsche's party. I got hi, Tristan. Back to the fire show. I was like, cool. <laughs> Chat with Murdoch at the wheelbarrow. We saw some outrageous pornography. I know with my friends. that really took me out of it. I was like, I don't know how to feel <laughs> anymore. <laughs> outrageous pornography of two of my close friends. I won't say who it was, but mine. <laughs> Good. Sorry, three friends. There was three people yeah, in that photo. <laughs> when you lock eyes with the special eye, you're like, oh, yeah. how close is our relationship I was now? like, wow, thanks for this picture of you I didn't know you'd off. seen that. Yeah, I had. In, I broke. I literally <laughs> broke. Yeah, Murdoch says your reaction was amazing. Oh, I wish I'd seen that. It was so yeah. funny. I just, it was just very funny to be coming to this, oh, I'll go to the little Jackdaws party and be like, oh my fucking God, like what the shit? And then I'm like, oh, hi, Murdoch. Oh, Pulling my friends. What is... I'm, I'm too overwhelmed. <laughs> it's too much. I have to leave. <laughs> yeah, Talis, uh, Ian from uh, Lops Noob says he felt like a kid in a candy store. I was like, I'm too overwhelmed. There's so much to do. This is oh, Talis's paradise. It was crazy. But I think the crowning achievement was uh, Abad Greenway doing the fire dancing. That 
hooked everyone. Mm. Everyone was so impressed. I was blown it away because I hadn't seen it. I wasn't there it was at the that point. point. I, Weaving that was like really uh, peak. We missed it, which was no, really. You were there. No, I well, I missed it because Rocky wanted to be introduced to the Kickabayos because he wants to use them for his casino. Chloe <laughs> <He> just does <laughs> it. Oh, uh, that's the reason what is criminal and i'm calling you out people of empire that fire show in prosperity people passing around the hat only made 10 rings <gasps> 10 rings criminal is that it you're all unvirtuous feel Wait, ashamed I was, I was working and i did two performances and got no pay yeah but it's like that's all horrendous. the equipment he had to bring like the time going to god and working out the paperwork did and you then, put any money in um we did pay him the Jack Dawes paid him for his That's time. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, I unfortunately, I was ordered not to go on any missions tonight or like jobs. Missed a bloody opportunity to go to an encounter tent. It was perfect for me. Apparently it was Pirates in Sarvos. Oh my God. Yards. Like, that is Tom's encounter tent. Just, they designed that for you. Just single tear rolling down. It's my. It was my birthday and I can cry if I want to. <laughs> But other than that, that pretty sums up my night. That is the crowning moment of the Jackdaws, I feel like. We've actually made it as a guild to have 150 people there for us. Yeah. And we're still the joke guild of the league. Oh, it's so fun. Do you know some people say, look at this party, they must be fucking rich. (laughs) Joke's on them. (laughs) Not after spending all the you did on that bloody alleyway. (laughs) Draining your coffers on the day. Oh, yes, the the auction for the alleyway. We did that at the party. Oh, at the party. So... Uh, you Sic- spoke about it. Uh, Sicaro ended up buying the subtitle for an additional oh, I see, Five yeah. Thrones 2. Fucking hell. Ooh. So the name of the lane is Jackdaw's Rest, paid for by the Crimson Reapers. <laughs> that four foot by four foot worth of camp at the bottom that turns brown when the vass is up is worth 14 thrones, six crowns. Jesus. Well, daft. The most expensive piece of property in Anvil, I believe. Oh, my Probably. goodness. So how was the party for you, Kerry? Yeah, it was really good. I was really absolutely terrified of playing the guitar. Like, at first, I was, like, set myself up at the bar where I was representing the boar's head, and I was like, it's fine. Perform stages away. Don't worry about it. Then all of a sudden here, Kerry, it's your turn. You need to come perform. So I get to the front and I'm like, shit, shit, shit. And then I'm like, well, where's the guitar? Because I've been setting up the bar. And then someone goes, oh, oh, you go find the guitar. We'll do the play first. And I'm sat there having to watch this play, which was a very good play, but I couldn't enjoy it because I was sat there going, shit, shit, holding this guitar that I had found moments later. <laughs> I was like, couldn't I have just done my song? It's one minute long. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a very good play. It was a lot of fun. I wish I could have enjoyed it properly. But no, I was absolutely shitting myself. I was like literally there muttering the lyrics to the song um, to myself. I must have looked like a right weirdo. I'm just there holding the guitar at the top. I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, um, for the song that I'd written for the Jackdaws, um, which did go down quite well. And it also had this, a similar sort of joke about Nietzsche going to too many meetings, as did the play that was just <laughs> before it. So I was like, there you go. Everyone knows that this is all a vibe. And then the Smuppet show was a lot more fun. And I don't think you two got to see the puppet show. I know you, um, Morgan, know what know what the content yeah. is. So I sent you the recording of when me and um, Lana were writing it. We had like a little IC meeting um, where she came around, you know, out of like in down um, downtime, and we got dressed up and we got drunk on wine and we wrote a Smuppet show about the Jackdaws. 
um, which was roughly based around the prose of the story The Bear Hunt. Um, oh, <laughs> if you've ever read that beautiful childhood tale. So you know that the jackdaws go on sausage quests. So we wrote, we goeth on a sausage quest. We aspire to discover an exceedingly large oh, one. We are so not sad. afeared. A gasp, a gape, a long, thick snake. And it sort of went <laughs> on like that. Oh my God, I can't believe we missed that. That sounds I've so got a recording funny. of it. I will play it for you later. Please also, do. I think we're going to perform it again. Yes, um, oh my God, time. please. It was so much fun. I need to actually watch some of the plays you guys have made. I was too busy hobnobbing. Yeah. I'm so jelly. Um, yeah, we had finger puppets, um, which we'd commissioned, a finger puppet of Nietzsche, Lucrezia, um, and oh, a couple of the other dramaturgists, Cass and Hugo, because um, there was like lines like, um, oh, we, at one point they found a clam and the clam, you know, um, couldn't get any relief or oh, if, if only Lucrezia had taught her because that's obviously the kick of Bayo. <laughs> and then like, we just like lift up Lucrezia's string of puppet like, hello. Um, in oh. the end, um, Grace had made some lovely little fo- um, felt like props and things like little, little bit grass and a snake that she brought in. It was Aww. very cute, very funny. And it was hilarious because we had a little clothes rail we were all sat behind. There was four of us performing this puppet show with finger puppets <coughs> all squished in together with um, Ricardo as well. Obi, one of our listeners, was the tour guide for this, <laughs> this um, sausage quest. So he's at the front <laughs> showing us where to go. Um, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun to perform. And I think it went down quite well as well. That's so good. I'm so glad. And the end line is, um, and this is the tale of how the jackdaws were beaten by a gigantic sausage too big to be eaten. Wow. <laughs> and what we stood up and took a bow. Oh, Brilliant. That's fantastic. I hope that if you perform it again, I get to see well, it. I think we want to perform that one again at the jackdaw camp. And I want to sing my jackdaw song again as well. Yeah. Um, when I'm less terrified of all the people around. Um, but also we're being commissioned for another puppet show, which me and Grace need to have another icy night to get drunk and write. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, a conjunction, uh, um, basically. I met a conjunction where the entirety of Dawn was going to be allowed to go to the Barrens to consecrate a shrine there as a kind of like to show that we've got our home back, you know, well, whatever, we've claimed the Barrens, it's now Dawn's, and we're going to do a big consecration of the shrine. So, like, the hundreds of people in Dawn, we all have these big lit torches. People are carrying coffins full of people, who, like, with people who've died in the Barrens, to bring with them to the barons and we all go through and it's like a beautiful setup they've got like a glade with like green lights and there's like spirits wandering around and basically it's there are spirits in the field that have been stirred by um the fact the barons has been won and we have been invited to lay them to rest and this was an opportunity for people whose characters had died to come back as ghosts so you dress up as your character and you went to the barons as a ghost and then we could meet them and lay them to rest um and i saw like a couple of people that i would known there was one that was really sad i missed like someone a good friend of mine who died at e2 last year and i saw saw her just as her her soul passed on and i was like no i want to say hi um it was one of those things where i was like i was like i wish i'd shouted out um but uh yeah, so it was a, a very uh, a very cool moment, and then someone someone starts shouting, "Dulac, Dulac!" And we're like, "What?" And we went over. It's like one of your old earls is here. Oh wow! And we just like looked at each other, and went. I was like with uh, with uh, Lady Lordine. Um, drink, drink, uh, and we looked <laughs> at each other and went, "What?" And like ran over, and there was like someone dressed as a noble. It was like, yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, 
an earl of the house or whatever. Uh, I think that's what they said. They were definitely like of Dulac. And then we had a conversation about how they were worried that our ambitions wouldn't be seen and stuff like this. And we had this really cool interaction with like an old noble. And we were like, what the fuck? It was that's crazy. Cool. And then we had a beautiful moment. We laid everyone to rest. Um, there was probably a bit too much shouty call and response for a serene, like somber moment at a shrine for my tastes and a bit of what felt like football chanting at times. <laughs> and Aww. I was like, this is supposed to be this is supposed to be a, bit like too a rowdy, somber yeah. moment. Why is this getting that rowdy? Like a jackdaw party vibe. Yeah. <laughs> sesh, sesh, sesh. It, it was it was still a good moment. And there was a lot of people, you know, it was it was good fun. We were like I said, all it was really the photos of Comfort were amazing, like we're all there with torches. Mm. And it was such a cool like moment for PD to do of like this is like but something that's been on the wiki since day dot, right? Dawn wants the barons and to be there when it's happened and we've got it. We're standing there, like consecrating the shrine in the name. It was really cool. This almost feels like the ring has been thrown into Mount Doom. This is the crowning yeah, moment. Exactly, it was beautiful. Um, quite an emotional moment for a lot of people who met characters who had died, and they were like reunited, and there was some tearful reuniting, and it was really lovely. Um, and yeah, it was really nice. I think that might be a really good place to end the episode. It's yeah, just I think a so too. and lovely event. Right, thank you very, very much, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with part. For there's so many of us now, it takes us so long to get through. <laughs> yeah, the, li- the last little dregs of Saturday and then Sunday. And Sunday, yeah. Sunday's a hell of a day. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on social media at LARPs and Tarps or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, also, if you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon and you can find our, uh, if you would like £15 off your first Empire ticket, you can use our referral codes in the episode description and that also gives us money off. Also, keep an eye on your. Uh, social media feeds because we have a new project coming out in the next week we're going to be starting our uh, real play D&D podcast uh, very excited is real releasing some episodes we've been working on this for a while releasing some episodes next week Uh, so keep an eye out keep your ears out um, and we'll have the feed up and ready to go by next week and hopefully you will enjoy always be larping always be tarping (laughs) thanks very much everyone we'll see you next week Bye. bye bye bye